Hey there, my name is Vosh. I live stream on YouTube and sometimes, accidentally, in spite of myself, something funny or interesting happens. This is Previously Live. All right, communist crapshoot. Sup? Uh, so, Vash, I wanted to debate you on um, IDPOL and market socialism. IDPOL first, but before I do that, I've got a few questions i got to ask you. Yeah, hit me up. You can clarify your position on some stuff so I know how to, you know, what angle to approach this from. Yeah, hit me uh, up. All right, so uh, first, uh, do you consider, like, you know, just the use of IDPOL a form of um, valid praxis or just something we should do on principle? Uh, I think it's praxis. I think there's a fundamental relationship between promoting uh, hierarchy between work, uh, promoting like worker um, uh, rights and promoting like the rights of other marginalized communities. I think these movements tend to be synchronous. Okay. All right. Um, and would you, uh, which brings me to my next question, would you consider class uh, a form of identity or a material uh, position in society? I don't think there's a difference. I think the distinction between material identity and um, or material status and identity status are two. I, I think I think it's kind of dumb to be honest. Um, like for example, we consider race to be idpol, um, but like, no, you're born into a racial class. There's some like fuzziness when it comes to like, like you know, the cube half Cubans are they white? Is is Esteban Beneblo is he white? Stuff like that. But for the most part, like one's the racial makeup a person is born into is every bit as determinant and material uh, a set of circumstances as like the income of their parents and their relationship to the means of production. Well, what about you know races that aren't you know skin deep? For example, you know uh, Ashkenazi Jewish, Sephardic Jewish. Um, you know, maybe you're Hispanic, but you're, you know, for all intents and purposes, you look white. Would you consider these sorts of things to be uh, the same as, you know, the more obvious, you know, racial category? Or and, and by the way, I'm not arguing in favor of them. Just, you know, as you said, that's how you're born into it. Um, I mean, they're not exactly the same. Um, and obviously, while well, they are born into like an Ashkenazi Jew would be born into being an Ashkenazi Jew, I guess. Um, there, there is a lot more leeway there when it comes to their relationship to the power structures they're born into, because it's not like, you know, being born black, it's not it's marked uh, quite as, it's not denoted quite as, as, as evidently to everyone else. Um, I just, I think the distinction between the two can be a little bit misleading. There are a lot of people who act as though we need to focus on like um, class hierarchies first and all other forms of hierarchy second, which is very strange to me. I thought socialists were ultimately pursuing the goal of destroying hierarchies along, you know, lines of privilege. Um, are they exactly the same? No, of course not. And I think that class trumps everything else at the end of the day. But, um, but I do think they're all important. Okay. Um... And then my my next question, and then by the way, when I'm done with these, I will you know start addressing your answers. Hit me up. So uh, you once said that you know all politics is identity politics, but what about seemingly non-identity based issues like tax rates, import export uh, infrastructure, and declarations of war and stuff like that? You know this stuff. On the surface of it, at least, it doesn't seem like identity comes into it. it seems more like you know real politic. 
Yeah, um, I think I think they fold into each other. Even stuff like that, like tax policy and declaring war and stuff, I think they're kind of broadly still part of a system which exists to privilege some groups over another or I, some identities over another. So you could say that a declaration of war, for example, could be used to bolster a national identity and nationalists have a tendency to ascribe a sort of racial hegemony to their society as a component to that nationalism. So the same people who are calling for a war with Iran usually also tend to be white supremacists. Um, and while they may not necessarily recognize the connections individually, there are broader ideological connections between engaging in sort of a national, uh, you know, revitalization and of maintaining maintaining a racial hierarchy. I do think ultimately everything comes down to identity. Even something as inoculate as like, uh, or, or as, as innocent as like laws concerning like when parks open and close in your city's district affect people. They affect the homeless, they affect young people, and they do ultimately come down to um, privileging some groups over another. I mean, certainly there is overlap. Um... You know, these things tend to affect, well, in, in terms of, like, say, pollution regulation and stuff like that, that tends to affect, you know, lower income uh, areas more because they can't really afford the, you know, legal representation to ensure that their communities aren't polluted. I mean, just look at, um, <clears throat> look at, uh, God, what was that city in uh, the Midwest where they've got lead in their water? Flint? Um, yeah, Flint, Michigan. Just look at them, you know. But, uh, you know, the question is, should that be a racial issue or should tackling that issue be just a matter of um, firm universal, you know, industry regulation rather than just being like, oh, no, these poor, you know, black people and take it to that area in terms of the framing of the debate? Well, kind of, why can't it be both? It wouldn't have happened if they weren't poor and it probably wouldn't have happened if they weren't black. Those two things had to, you know, coincide with one another. Wealthy people are never going to be subjected to the kind of substandard housing regulations that would lead to having lead in their water. They're not broadly wealthy communities. And the white people usually aren't tossed to the side the same way that, um, that black people are when it comes to, like, broader redlining and, like, a top-down... Uh, uh, like housing planning decision making. Um, I don't think they have to be mutually exclusive, you know? I think there's benefit in pushing it both ways. Anyone who says it's just a race issue to the exclusion of class is delusional, and I'd say the same the other way around. That's the thing, though. It's like, if you make it a, uh, you know, we can't uh, enforce, you know, how everyone else talks about these sorts of things, or we can't frame it for other people and everyone who's having that discussion. So when people do make the distinction of the, oh, it's just a race thing, you know, I feel like you have to combat that by making it a, a universal sort of economic generalization, you know, um, because there are plenty of, you know, white communities that have dealt with, uh, you know, very similar pollution, you know, whether it's, you know, coal mining towns in West Virginia or, uh, you know, that chemical plant in Texas that poisoned their water. There was a whole movie about that uh, back in the 90s. Um, hey, sure, it just seems what, like what do we lose from introducing racial analysis to the mix? There are definitely some things that specifically affect black people in a way that don't, you know, affect non-black people. No, I mean, you know, for example, what? Well, police discrimination, um, the criminal justice system, courts, um, policing in black neighborhoods, uh, the rate of incarceration for certain things, particularly um, drug possession, the fact that legislation is often um, targeted towards um, the um, uh, um, 
what do you call it, the disenfranchisement of black people, keeping them from being able to vote, um, like that North Carolina, or was it South Carolina? That one of the Carolina cases where the um, where the, uh, the 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 state legislator actively targeted um, means of voting that were most heavily associated with black folk and then tried to uh, get rid of those. These are specifically racial things. Like, this isn't just a class thing. Um, and I think it's it's we, we lose a lot of interpretive utility when we relegate this exclusively to, like, a class discussion. I'm not so sure. I mean, the, the you know, uh, voter restriction, you know, tactics that they use, they affect way more than just black people. I mean, it's primarily black people for sure. But they did it to target black people. What? They did it to target black people. I mean, if it disproportionately affects one minority group, shouldn't we? um, You know, even if someone is, you know, targeting black people specifically, odds are that they can only legally do something that would affect other races as well, if that makes any sense. Like, they can't just come out and say, you know, fuck black people. That doesn't uh, mean know, it's not a black issue, no? I mean, just because they yeah. have to do so within the, the letter of the law doesn't mean that it's not a race issue. I mean, it's a matter of fact. Black folk get, um, black folk get uh, uh, like arrested four times as often for marijuana possession as white people, despite both racial groups smoking it at about the same rate. I mean, that's just a race thing that that you like you can't you can't look at that and go like, oh, well, it's just because of the poverty. It's not poor white people still get picked up at a much lower rate. It's because of race. No doubt. I mean, there's definitely racial biases in law enforcement, but you can't honestly believe that there's never been a, you know, white person who's been, you know, wrongfully incarcerated for you know marijuana possession i mean even i mean it's anecdotal but my cousin actually was sent to that tent prison in arizona for marijuana possession uh, that was run by joe arapaho you know that bastard um and he you know he's white yeah, or jewish wait. rather but still. oh so white i see no i'm kidding um no, wait why does but what of what relevance is that Black people are disproportionately targeted. I'm not saying it literally only happens to black people. If I wanted to look at it, there are probably a lot of policies that disproportionately target the poor that also affected a few wealthy people too. I could probably like look at a city and like find redlining lines, like which districts have been targeted with more punitive policing and housing policies. And then maybe I can find like a few shop owners in there, you know, petite bourgeois. And then I'd say like, oh, it's not a class issue. Look, it affects the bourgeois too. Like, no. Um, it doesn't have to affect only one group to the exclusion of all others. It just has to affect a group disproportionately for it to be an issue for that group. No, I, I, again, I understand that. I'm not saying that, you know, minorities do not have it rough in America or even have it worse than the average white person. I'm just saying that in terms of effectively combating this stuff, you want to get as many people on board as possible. And the way that the, you know, races have to go about you know, wait. enacting these sorts of targeting. Wait, that was, a, that was a different what? that was a different point. So you're saying you don't want us to advocate for black issues specifically because it's alienating to non black people? Uh, that's that's basically it. And I don't see you know, I, I just don't see the value, I suppose, in making something a, you know, framing something in an identity issue rather than a class issue. Because I, wait, wait, because identity is our is our 
a form of class and it's not a matter of framing it is mathematically a race issue with the issues we're talking about here it's not a matter of interpretation it is specifically and overwhelmingly targeting disproportionately racial minorities that's that's an that's an empirical uh, concern right there and as for your argument that it would be alienating it's alienating to discuss clash class issues i don't know if you've noticed but it's not like most poor folk are socialists you know go go to any of the midwestern or southern states and ask your random poor folk you're probably not going to find yourself a bernie supporter all identity issues are fundamentally alienating but we have to overcome that alienation and work together as a collective if we want to make positive changes if we did what you're suggesting, we never would have gotten rid of slavery or the Jim Crow laws because we would have just been like, oh, well, there are some slavery white slaves was... too. Let's just focus on the class issue. I mean, you know, slavery is, or was rather, a class issue. I mean... Why did it only target black people then? It didn't originally. There were also, you know, Native American slaves it, and... It overwhelmingly, I mean... The no, I, I, slaves I, I, like in America, this is like 99.9% black people. The whites were usually indentured servitudes who were paying off debts being sent over from Europe. But even then, their children weren't born slaves. They were just indentured servants. After eight or ten years, they got to get going. Black folk? They've been in that trade for generations. It's definitely a race thing. The whole modern archetype of racism is oriented around the uh, slavery as it existed back then. There wouldn't even be the institution of slavery if there wasn't a, you know, economic material motivation for it. You know, it's, it's, you know, people... But that doesn't mean it ain't a race issue. No, but it's, it's, you know, it was primarily an economic thing. You really had to end the cotton economy to, you know, even after slavery was, like, legally, you know, abolished, you still had Jim Crow and all of that, which really only subsided with the death of that the planter. make economy. it a race issue. Just because two issues intersect doesn't mean it's not. If it was just a class issue, they wouldn't have just picked black people. And if it wasn't, uh, um, I'm sorry, if it wasn't a race issue, then they wouldn't have just picked black people. And if it wasn't a class issue, then sure, they probably wouldn't have had slavery as they did. But here's an interesting question for you. It would have been better for the economy from day one if after the abolition of slavery, black people had been integrated as full citizens. Instead, due to Jim Crow laws, businesses wouldn't allow them in. Businesses would literally not accept black money, even though it would have been better for their industry. And as we know, enfranchised, educated, literate citizens are much more economically productive than disenfranchised, illiterate, uneducated citizens. And yet, we kept black folk in the state we did for nearly a century after the abolition of slavery. All existing evidence suggests that economically it would have been advantageous to fully enfranchise black people, but ideological um, racism prevented them from doing so. It wasn't just class. Race specifically played a part even outside the purview of class benefit. See, you say that, but that's only from a sort of um, modern, you know, sort of very general point of view. It's for the, you know, planters themselves, modernization of the economy, increased productivity, all that sort of thing. That would be death for their, you know, way of income, their way of life. They had a vested interest, not just in, you know, sort of bitterness or or racial hatred, but they had a very economic and political... um, motive to and yet they subverted that motive by actively resisting the modernization that the northern factories were bringing which allowed them greater economic output what's more many slave owners would beat and even kill their slaves 
This significantly hampers their productivity, and in many cases it's been documented that this was done beyond the point where discipline was necessary. No benefit was procured, but them white slave owners sure did love beating the shit out of black people. This is ridiculous. It's not just a class issue. You're, you're ignoring, like, this is ahistorical. There's a huge racial component to this and many other issues, and we lose nothing by acknowledging it. It's already divisive for us to talk about class issues. That's why most people in this country aren't socialists. I can tell you for a fact, regardless of the income or relation to the means of production that the person I'm talking to, most of the time when I go outside, I'm not going to meet a fucking socialist. It's going to be divisive no matter what we do. And in order for you to pretend there isn't a heavy racial component to this, you have to ignore... I mean, there's not a racial component. I just don't think that it's of any, you know, real value to talk about it because it but doesn't it, make any, you know, material difference like... But it does. The being an understanding of the racial hierarchy in this country is incredibly predictive to understanding the... Um, uh, um, the class relations here as well. Um, th like this is like you're you're operating off of like decades old interpretive analysis. Um, for the past half century, intersectional analysis has been the most predictive, the most effective, and the most revolutionary um, form of, of of interpretive analysis available to us. You're leaving out huge chunks of the equation. Why? Like 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 why? You have to ignore so much in history. You have to pretend so many things aren't the case just to imagine. What, because it's divisive to talk about race? No, because it's like, you know, obviously the legacy of slavery being a racial thing lead, led to, you know, greater rates of poverty amongst blacks and less opportunity and all of that. The question is, how do we solve that now? Do we organize on racial lines or on class lines? We do both. And you find nine times out of ten that you have to organize on class lines exclusively, and you have to bring as many people in as possible to address wait, these no, wait, fundamental... No, wait, 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 wait. You're, these yeah. aren't mutually exclusive. You do both. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was a socialist, but he advocated on a racialist um, movement. He sought out the assistance and the support of whites, Hispanics. He fought for a racialist movement and did it uh, uh, um, uh, 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 collectively, he brought in people of other races. You're making a lot of weird presuppositions here that lost, A, these are mutually exclusive. That. What? I said he also lost, so I don't know that we should really... He Martin Luther I mean, King he, Jr. was one of the most uh, successful uh, reformists in the history of this country. Um, I don't know what you mean by lost. He was killed, but he the Jim Crow laws were revoked. What do you mean? I mean, yeah, he got you know, civil rights, but in terms of him being a socialist, it's, you know, I don't know if you've looked around lately, but we're still... Wait, what, that literally has family. nothing to do with what I said. He succeeded in his goal. His movement was primarily racialist. It was a broad coalition, and he succeeded. He was also a socialist. He talked about black socialism. He succeeded with one regard, but let's be real here, getting rid of uh, Jim Crow laws is probably a lot easier than getting rid of capitalism. I don't know what you mean by he failed. You think that he you think that as a black man he would have been more successful if he had ignored race entirely in 1950s America and just marched as a socialist? He wouldn't have had any support like at all. In fact, there's a great unifying component to people's collective rejection of the Jim Crow laws back at the time. If he had just been walking around talking about rejecting fucking capitalism with no racial component in a time of racial apartheid and and the disenfranchisement of the black Americans, he wouldn't have gotten any support say that but i mean there were black communists at that time who you know were also part of that movement who who you lost know, and, and what who accomplished nothing at least martin luther king jr succeeded in his racialized goals i can't help but notice as you said 
You do not live in a socialist society. Those black communists who focused only on class lost in every respect. Martin Luther King Jr. succeeded in one. Uh, all right. Um, well, let's just agree to disagree on that. I, I mean, don't we're... agree to disagree. You're empirically wrong here. This is an ahistorical way of looking at the world. It's not historical. I mean, look, we're living under the era of Trump right now. I don't think that, you know, we're in this sort of racially homogenous, uh, you know, everyone getting along kind of deal that he was going for in terms of like even his I have a dream speech. We're nowhere near that. Wait, M wait, MLK didn't accomplish anything because he failed to end racism? I just, in in a manner of speaking, yeah, he failed to change society in any permanent he changed you know, society material. massively. He just didn't end racism. Also, Martin Luther King's accomplishments have been more successful than the accomplishments of every socialist revolutionary in the history of this country combined. You know that, right? Like he, like Martin Luther King ended segregation. We're still in a capitalist hellhole. You, you can't just focus on socialism. There are many axes of oppression that are not mutually exclusive that you have to focus on. I'm, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but you yourself have in the past said that, you know, segregation, you know, racism, violence against blacks, hate crimes, all of that have been going up recently. Right? Am I, am I incorrect in that? That doesn't mean that he failed. That just means that society is trying to compensate for a lack of apartheid to maintain the racial hierarchy. A system that only makes sense through my analytical framework, by the way. Why did, why did the drug war start? The drug war hasn't made the U.S. any money. In fact, in fact, it's cost us hundreds of billions through policing and through jailing folks. We, we gain nothing from the drug war. All we get is the subjugation of certain racial groups. Why would anyone, why would any person, why would any president choose to do that if there were not a racialized component, a specifically racialized component to that oppression? Nixon said it. He wanted to keep the black folk under a boot. It didn't provide the U.S. any class benefit. The bourgeois were not enriched by this, unless you're counting Mexican drug cartel bourgeois. Well, what about the for-profit prison industry? Sure. Decades later, a industry emerged that made back one one thousandth of a percent of the amount of money we've spent on the drug war. Hardly an efficient redistribution of wealth there. You know, as long as it benefits someone who's politically connected, that's really all capitalism needs to you know get it going. Really, is it? It hasn't. The drug war has been a disaster on every front. It really has brought us nothing. No, I, I, I don't think you're understanding the you know way i'm coming at this i'm not saying that it's you know the drug war was this great thing i'm just saying that you know there was politically connected private prison owners no who i'm saying the drug war doesn't make sense unless you believe that sometimes people just want to piss on black folk for no class reason that's the only way you can explain the drug war there's no other explanation that's it people are just racist they were attacked for their race has nothing to do with enriching private prisons. The drug war was commenced long before private prisons became a major industry. It's cost us probably at this point over a trillion dollars just from increased recidivism. Huh? I said private prisons have been around since colonial times in America. I don't know if you're aware of that or not. Yeah, but as a as an industry, the idea that they've like taken prominence and like massively profited off of the drug war is a fairly new phenomena. The drug war has been overwhelmingly expensive. If they just wanted to privilege people by their class, they could have just laid out a tax cut. 
Um, but instead, they chose a system which harms minorities, very specifically. And again, only minorities. The drug war is pretty much exclusively targeted against people of color. These are not incidences that can be accounted for under your class reductionist system. Okay, well, that actually is a perfect lead-in for my last question uh, in terms of IDPOL. So what exactly do you think the consequences of class reductionism are? I hear that term get thrown, out, <clears throat> thrown around a lot. Oh, you're, you're promoting white supremacy right now. Um, you're not doing it deliberately, what? but by telling people to ignore an incredibly important framework of black and brown liberation, you're promoting a white supremacist agenda. Liberation from what, Vosh? They're not going to form their own state or nation in this country. Wait, you know, is wait, wait. You can't wait. You can't form. Wait, are you saying that people of color aren't oppressed in this country? I'm saying they're oppressed is it are all working people, but, you know, it's like if you frame no, 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 it. No, 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 no. Even bourgeois black and brown people are oppressed for their race bourgeois black and brown people they're still our class enemy i never are said they're not? they're not why are you pivoting i just said that they're oppressed for their race so yes who cares? i mean honestly wait wait, wait 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 who cares this is exactly what i mean yeah. so wait, 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 really quickly because this i think that's the most apt thing you've said so far i agree you don't care and your excuse for not caring is every bit as legitimate as the excuse of some racist saying they don't care about black people just because. Or some wealthy fucking you know, uh, industrial autocrat saying they don't care about the plight of the worker just because. At the end of the day, you're just not comfortable talking about those issues. And I don't know what your personal reasons are for it, but frankly, you're... Your prescriptive and descriptive assessments of history are less accurate than mine, and the way in which you're doing this promotes racial supremacy because you're actively downplaying the importance of racial hierarchy. In university, I don't think that you can really make these insinuations into my, you know, character and education. Just a, wait, wait. I know. never said anything about your education or your character. Only that the arguments you've posed here are arguments of white supremacy. To dismiss the existence of oppression and to dismiss the means by which you should resist it is to promote that oppression. You know, uh, uh, um, all it takes is for good men to be neutral in times of evil, blah, blah, you know. Okay, well, you seem to act like I don't... Let me phrase this as another question. It's like, do you think I would just be... You know, let's say a communist revolution or, or socialist revolution happened in America, you know, next week, and let's say that there is a group of you know, white workers preparing to, you know, winch a black worker. Do you think I would just stand by and let that happen? Whether or not you personally would be accompaniment to a lynching has nothing to do with the fact that your arguments promote white supremacy. They don't, though, because I'm attacking the economic institutions that empower that. Racism first... existed before capitalism and racism will exist after capitalism unless it's addressed. Vush, I don't know if you're aware of this, but the the concept of scientific racism I'm aware was a product of the um, the uh, transatlantic slave trade, which you will mind actually began in a form of uh, imperial mercantilism and not laissez-faire capitalism, and forms of racism existed prior. Racism and capitalism are not one-one stacking, overlapping, synthesized concepts. They can exist independently of one another. Now, capitalism obviously reifies racism; it makes it worse. I don't disagree with that, but the idea that we could just get rid of racism or get rid of capitalism and racism will be fixed. It's ridiculous. The Soviet Union had a huge amount of racial hierarchy. Um, China back during its revolutionary period. I mean, the China, China, China today is an ethno state and it's a continuation of policies that were promoted under Mao. Okay. Well, I'm a trot, so I don't know why you're, you know, ascribing the failure of a Stalinist and Mao states to me really, but 
Whatever the Soviet Union was, it wasn't capitalist, and it was still pretty goddamn racist. There's, I mean, you could say it wasn't capitalist. It certainly had an extremely large, you know, private small commodity market economy in in many sectors. Um, you know, there's in fact an entire branch of Trotskyism. I don't personally ascribe to it, but it's it views the Soviet Union as state capitalism. Uh, and I believe you've used that term yourself in the yeah, past. Yeah, I have, but I still don't think it's laissez-faire capitalism, and racism existed before capitalism, and it will exist after. There's no evidence to suggest that racism is just this temporal uh, uh, characteristic of capitalism that was born with it and will die with it. Gosh, historical records prove that it's like, you know, prior to the North Atlantic slave trade, there just wasn't a concept of racism. I mean, there were black Not knights we, in Europe. Uh, I'm literally a sociology major, please. Um, yes, there was still racism. It just didn't exist as it does today. Scientific racism was reified around that time, but prior to that point, there were different forms of racism that usually oriented around the geological location from which people came. There were plenty of competing theories, whether it revolved around citizenship, how thin one's blood was, the proportion of one's forehead to their nose brow, how pale one's skin was, the complexity of one's hair. Racism has been a part of human society for a long time. It just hasn't been the same type of racism. If you're arguing that this current today type of racism can only exist under capitalism, sure, maybe. But I don't want to replace it with some different, equally bad type of racism after it's done. I mean, I just don't see how you could possibly think that... Uh... Well, you know, again, it's like, if it's, as you say, something that's been with us for this long, I don't think you can even really fix it to be honest if, well, if oh, really... wow how quickly we run to that huh damn no, well you no. know class hierarchy <laughs> has been class hierarchy has been around for longer than racism has so you're right actually i agree we should appeal completely to naturalism and just accept that just because a hierarchy has existed for a long time we shouldn't try to fix it very very big brain. you do you do realize that's a white supremacist argument right well racism has been around forever so what's even the point in trying to fix it it's just you know Seriously, it's like, how do you think we solve it at all? If it's we've been not solving it, you just you be anti-racist, promote the the values and the and the the camaraderie of brown and black people in this country, work to fight against racist policies. We're less racist now than we were a hundred years ago. We're clearly doing something. We're 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 less racist than we were a century ago, but more capitalist than we were a century ago. So I think in in a way, we're actually making much more headway. Maybe the inevitability is class hierarchy. Maybe actually all we can hope for is some austere neoliberal, um, you know, anti-racist, anti-sexist wonderland. I hope not, but if your argument that we shouldn't even waste our time trying to fight against racial hierarchy because it's been so historically rooted is valid, then the direction we should go in isn't socialism, my friend, but neoliberal egalitarianism. Wait, are you arguing for neoliberalism right now? I'm very confused. I'm arguing for your framework, that if a hierarchy has existed for a long period of time, that there's no point in fighting against it. That, that is not my argument. You're completely misconstruing what I'm saying. Didn't you just say, didn't, did you not just say, after I pointed out that racism has been around for a while, that you were like, hey. well, maybe there's no point in fighting it if it's been around for so long? Well, no, because it's from my frame of view, you know, racism has not existed prior to capitalism. That's where I'm coming from. I you're don't just, care. But what... you're wrong. It's not a where you're coming from. You're just empirically wrong. Racists have existed as a concept before then. People were still mean to one another because of their race. This has been happening for a very, very long time. 
Okay, it's been happening for as long as people have found excuses to distinguish one another from each other. And you know what the real reason is? Hierarchy. Hierarchy is the issue. Whether you assign hierarchy based on how many apples a person has in their storeroom or what the color of their skin is, hierarchy is the bedrock of all injustice throughout human society. So it's strange to me who some, for somebody who's so concerned with promoting egalitarianism along class lines, reducing suffering along class lines, that you will bend over backwards and ignore history just so you can pretend that there isn't a multilateral framework to rejecting other forms of hierarchy like racism or sexism. It's very strange. If you just want to focus on class issues, Issues, that's fine but you said it myself you said it yourself dude you just don't care like i don't know that just seemed if you to me a person who doesn't care about white supremacy is a white supremacist maybe that's me being a little bit reductive here but this is somebody who is passively enabling a system of hierarchy and i would consider by the way a person who doesn't care about the exploitation of the proletariat to be a classist even if they are not themselves participating in it I mean, that is just absolutely absurd. I mean, good God, I don't think I've ever met anyone who's been that uncharitable with a take in all my years of, you know, watching political debate. Um, what take was I uncharitable over? The fact that you're acting like, first off, I think the point of contention right now is that, you know, where is the origin of racism in history? It's it's not Again, it's not I, a content, it's not a contention. I don't know what YouTube videos you've watched, but this is just a fact. Racism. I, is, I haven't just, watched any YouTube videos. Howard Zinn, a, a renowned leftist historian, who wrote the People's History of the United States, mm -hmm. says in that book that you know historically the con you know the concept of racism came out of the colony of Virginia after a multiracial rebellion against English rule called Bacon's Rebellion. Yeah, except I've read that book, and I know what he was referring to. He was referring to the modern conceptualization of racism, as you described it, scientific racism. Nobody would ever make the claim that there was no racial antagonism or hierarchy prior to Jamestown. In fact, I mean, Jesus Christ, I mean, you can read what people wrote back then, fucking... Plato uh, was was writing about like racial hierarchies between the the red the the, the brown skinned Sudanites and the weak blooded Nordic men from the north. Like this that is just it's racist. been around for that a while. Was a sort of geographic nationality. Well, not even nationality. That was just like a war between city states. Kind of. It was no no no. It was race. It was just a different type of race. It wasn't it, scientific racism, but it was still race. I don't think you can make that claim, especially considering that they were at that low of a theoretical... Wait, racism doesn't have to have a certain threshold of scientific justification before it becomes racism. Why the fuck did the, all the countries expel Jews back in Europe? Why the fuck were there highly racialized arguments between, like, the Greeks and the Persians? Why the fuck did fucking every society across the earth have different theories about how their group of people was better than other group of people? This isn't just nationality. They believed it was in their blood. Racism is old as time. People just like being hierarchical. We gotta, we gotta beat it out of them, you know. Like, here's my question to you. I'll, 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 I'll leave you on this question. I think because I'm actually interested in hearing. Okay, so right now, this is just a fact. There are people who fucking hate black people. Like personally, yes. they just don't like black people. You know, lots of them, in fact, kind of crazy. And um, say so we snap our fingers. Okay, we snap our fingers. Socialism, kablamo. No more capitalism. Do you really believe that all of these racist people, not 
wealthy bourgeois racists who only cynically imposed racial racialist policies as a way of making themselves wealthier, but good old honest twenty-eight thousand a year racists in the in the Bible Belt. Do you think these people are just going to hang it up now that socialism is done, or now that capitalism's done? I mean, I, again, there's a lot wrong with the framing of that. Obviously, socialism to even get there would take an extremely long, decades-long process of not only, you know, uniting the working class in the United States, which includes, you know, blacks, Hispanics, women, all that sort of thing. You can do that while still also, hating them. What? You can do that while still hating them. Unions around the turn of the century would sometimes include black people, but that doesn't mean the black people didn't experience racism. The very existence of Nazbols completely invalidates this perspective. There are socialists in this country today who want to seize the means of production, but also want a white ethnostate. I believe that like Nazbols have the you know mental capacity to build socialism given how fucking insane they are. I'm, I'm I just wouldn't, mean... I wouldn't be speaking too confidently, my friend. These people are a, a, a proof you can be a socialist and you can be a racist. I don't think that you're a good socialist if you're a racist, but I think I think a good socialist should oppose hierarchy in all of its forms, mind you. But it can happen. Dude, this is the PragerU slash Destiny, you know, argument just rephrased to fit your own... What PragerU argument know, am I making? You've seen the PragerU vids where they say, like, oh, the white working class is, you know, too racist. If you want socialism, it's going to be... I think Destiny, in his debate against you, not the last one, but the one before that, said almost exactly that. Uh, wait, 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 wait. What? What? Are, okay, wait, hold on. You're doing something to your mic and it's making a lot of noise. Wait, what am I... Wait, so you're saying I'm making a PragerU argument. What PragerU argument? We're not prepared for socialism if lefties hate black people, that kind wait, of thing. I never uh, said that. I'm just saying the existence of, of so socialist. Saying... Wait, wait, wait. It's funny that you talk about uncharitable interpretations of my argument when you would fuck, throw a wild curveball like that. I am not saying we're not ready for socialism because leftists hate black people. I'm saying the existence of socialists who hate black people is a confirmation that it's possible to have a socialist society that remains racist. I don't believe that that's possible. I think the process of uh, building socialism internationally would remove racial antagonism. Yeah, that's just, that's just completely ahistorical. There's literally no evidence, and it's pretty clear you just say that because you don't like thinking or talking about race. I don't know if it's yeah. because you personally are racist, or if because like a, like a, like a, like a, a, a pro-idpole leftist like hit you on the head once or something, but like every argument that you've made here concerning, like everything, everything you've said is wrong, like point by point. You say that it's exclusionary, it's exclusionary to talk about class. You say that it's ineffective, well there's been a hell of a lot more effective uh, racial antagonism in this country than there has been class antagonism. You say that it's um, that that racism like exists, coexists with capitalism and it can't exist ex exigent of it, well that's historically completely fucking false. Racism existed before ca uh, uh, the implementation of 
of capitalism. And the transatlantic slave trade was implemented before we even had laissez-faire capitalism in the States. So like every presupposition you have here is factually incorrect. If you don't care about black people or whatever, that's totally fine. But please don't like pollute leftism by uh, trying to like push your weird, incoherent, racially exclusionary ideological framework onto our perfectly good, clean intersectional framework. Black people to be in this movement. I just don't think that you attract them by talking exclusively about race because I think that turns the movement into something else. I never said exclusively about race. I just say use both. That's intersectionality, race and class, baby. But all I ever see on your videos is primarily id poll with a little bit of like really bad understanding of you know what socialism is. I mean, the guy you just had on, God, that was painful to watch. You guys literally. You know, the first five pages. Wait, wait, of just, just be just be careful because you praising him is indirectly to my audience going to be like a praise to me, um, with regards to the last debate. Um I don't I don't know about like what weird accusations you have concerning my understanding of socialism. I've argued and justified my positions many, many times. Um, with regards to that, I talk about socialism fucking nonstop. I don't know why you get like triggered by arguments about me addressing other forms of hierarchy though. I have uh, uh, videos where I talk about race and class. I have videos where I talk about class exclusively and I have videos where I talk about race exclusively. A proper intersectional analysis allows room for all of this. I don't think your understanding of class is good because you focus on it, Paul. I don't think you understand. Yeah, this is the same like vacuous Nozbull argument I've heard a thousand times about how my understanding of socialism is somehow compromised by my completely historically verifiable understanding of like racial and gender hierarchy as well. It's just this really all of this is is fundamentally you being uncomfortable with addressing other forms of privilege, you not liking it, it doesn't like feel right, and you trying to like post hoc justify how me caring about it actually makes makes me a worse socialist. It's not going to bite, my friend. You have to be an intersectional socialist to be a decent socialist. Dude, you can't. It's it just... It, you can't. You've, well, you've had an hour to explain your arguments, and so far, every one of them has been wrong. Maybe yeah, if you take some time to think on it. Also, yeah, I'm just going to end on one last point. You want to talk about exclusionary arguments that keep people away from socialism? You arguing about how we should ignore the existence of black issues and not advocate for them, or gender or trans or whatever other idpol stuff, is pretty fucking exclusionary to socialism. Yeah, that's the socialism that's going to win. It's going to be a bunch of fucking hoity-toity middle-class white guys who have never given a thought nor credence to any of the other axes of oppression. That'll bring, that'll bring in the multiracial... Uh, uh, multi-gender, you know, like proletarian vanguard. You said it yourself, there were black people, Hispanic people, all that in unions, you know, back in the 1920s. And that was, you know, they were not, you know, the people in charge of those movements were not catering to, you know, identity politics at all. It was purely wait, wait, wait. class. No, no, no. For, for You're so wrong on so many levels. For one, many of them were kept out of unions because the union leaders were racist, because it turns out you can be socialist and also racist. For two, um, many of them advocated for racialist policies and um, uh, stuff like IWW advocacy and uh, uh, labor union advocacy were highly racialized at the time, talking about um, how the exploitation of the proletariat coincides with the exploitation of the black or of the brown, or they would have said Negro back then, but that's the gist of it. You're just, you're ahistoric, like every point, like you're just 
think just think about right now just close your eyes and think of your whole life like before you just the everything from 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 birth to this moment okay you're wrong about all of it every single thing you you probably don't even remember your mom's name correctly i don't even know like <laughs> all right i'm sorry i'm rambling please uh do you have a final hit the stream with a final meme i'm turning you up i won't interrupt you um, sure, yeah. Uh, you know, probably read Das Kapital before you, you know, shoot your mouth off about, or talk out of your ass, rather. You know? Because uh, so far, your conception of what capitalism and what socialism are, are basically what I would expect a five-year-old to come up with. Alright, I love it. you. Alright. He didn't say, he didn't say he loved me. Hey, that right there, that right there is exactly why I don't give a shit when people say that I don't know what I'm talking about when it comes to socialism or capitalism, because those are the type of people I end up talking to. Weirdo fucking uh, incredibly alienated LARPers who don't actually understand shit about ideological like um, uh, uh, movements, but are really, really concerned with... They, re they remember distinctly this one section of Das Kapital, and anything that deviates from this 200-year-old text. Uh, 